or you resist what God has to say, you're moving closer to the devil. Just want to let you know that. Stop. Stop. Don't look at your neighbor. Look at you. Please. This was a public service announcement. <laughs> Coming by way of the Holy Spirit. Because as we talk about the blood of Jesus, it gets dangerous for darkness, which is why they don't want us to have it. You see that? Okay. Father, I thank you for this word today. I thank you for what it is that you've already released, Holy Spirit, and I thank you for everything else that you have. And I give praise to you and thanks to you for the miraculous things that manifest through this house. I thank you that the belief in you is stronger than those that walk in unbelief and that as you have caused it to be a separation of the wheat from the tares, that only wheat will grow in this place. And I thank you that the tares are burned up. I pray for every person under the sound of your voice coming through me. And I pray that we receive. I wash, as I've done, my mind, my head, in the blood of Jesus, with the blood of Jesus, so that I can then speak your words to wash the minds, the heads of everyone else. I wash my eyes in the blood of Jesus so that what I see is through your point of view and not from my own perspective. I wash my ears in the blood of Jesus so that I will hear you clearly. I am your sheep. I hear your voice, the voice of a stranger I do not follow. And I thank you that whatever contaminants or things that might have tried to filter in, tried to get in, are, are blocked by the filter of your blood that causes everything that is not of you to be removed. Anything that could have caused offense or anything I've seen that might have gotten me to judge, anything that I'm feeling or thinking, uh, my emotions are all subject to the blood of Jesus and to the will of God. My nose is washed in the blood of Jesus. I'm smelling. I want to change my sense of smell. Change it from, from inhaling the things of darkness, inhaling the things of this world, inhaling the air that is putrid, and to take in the smell of your blood, the smell of freedom, the smell of forgiveness, the smell of all the things you have given to me that you then want me to release to others. And my mouth, my lips, and my tongue are washed in the blood of Jesus so that there is no corrupt communication that comes forth from my mouth, that I speak words of truth. I say what you say. I do not speak doubt. I do not speak unbelief. I do not put myself in agreement with darkness on any level, but I choose. I have made a choice, and now my mouth will continue to speak to reinforce that which I have chosen, which is you, your word, your will, your way. And then I wash my hands in the blood of Jesus so that your power will flow through me. So that as I speak forth as the, as the oracles of God, that the power of God will resonate and then vibrate and then be released through these hands. And the fingertips themselves will send forth the rays of light to enter into situations and to strike down principalities and powers and works of darkness wherever you direct my hands to point. And then I wash my feet in the blood of Jesus so that my power 
path is secure and sure. And this is also my protection. This is the shield of faith. This is what keeps me covered. But everything I've spoken for myself, I have also released on behalf of everyone under the sound of your voice speaking through me. I pray the same for my sisters and brothers. I pray the same for those that are watching online. I pray the same for those that listen by phone or watch on the replay, that when these words are released or heard and enter into ears, they enter in and do things, occupy, occupy on the inside of us. This is our covering. This is the secret place of the Most High God. This is why we abide stable fixed under the shadow of the almighty God in the power of the blood that cleanses us from all. And as we choose to receive the correction of the Holy Spirit and choose to, to know that every word released is applicable to self before we point it to somebody else. And that includes me. Oh, Father, I thank you for the holiness of, your, of the temple, of the holiness of God to enter into this place, to purge, to, to, to purify, and to magnify the goodness of you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for the joy of the Lord and for every other thing. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So that assignments, demonic assignments are trembling because of the sound of the voice of the blood of Yeshua, the power that fills his voice, the power that raises us out of dead places, the power to believe. And we praise you and thank you for it. I'm submitted to you. I'm settled in you. I'm so honored by you and grateful. I'm so grateful. Wow. Wow, I'm so grateful that the God, the creator, possessor of heaven and earth, the heavens and the earth, that you would allow me to handle your word, to be one that gets the privilege of releasing it into the lives of other people. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. I pray that I don't take you lightly in anything, Holy Spirit, that I've done that was dishonorable or grievous to you this day. I ask your forgiveness because I don't mean to ever offend you. And I ask you to teach me how to comport myself in ways that are acceptable to you. I'm not asking for a legalistic thing. I'm asking for the help that you want to give me. Teach me the protocols of royalty. Teach me how to approach the holiness of the king. Teach me how to handle the things of God as holy things, as royalty should. Because you've called us as holy priests and royal priests in the eyes of God, we want to know how to walk in those ways. Because it's not a casual thing. And I praise you and I thank you that you hear me. And I know others have echoed what I said. So let it be, oh, wow, that the thrones, wow, wow, that we get to usher in the majesty of the king today, the splendor of you, that you are glorified through us today. 
I ask for big stuff because you're a big God. That the tone has been set for miracles, that the seeds that are sown for miracles manifest miracles. Thank you for this. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow. Glory to God. Thank you. All right. Title of this series we're doing is the power-filled voice of the blood of Jesus. Do you have that one? I think it should go back one. And we're going to, it's okay, it's all right. We're at lesson two, part two. To get everything that came before it, you need to watch Wednesday. Um, on the website, I don't think I brought my notes up with me, but that's okay. On the website, we have the new addendum. I called it 2.2. I don't really, there is something else that will go up today, and it's going to, or this week, I should say, and it's going to be what comes after. Mm -hmm. So we are getting into this again, as, as we said, and we are going to go through it slowly. So this is part two, 2.2. A, B, C, whatever, okay? And we're going to be, because what we want to get to is this, defilements, decisions, and deliverance. The reason that that is important is, my daughter alluded to it, and I've heard other things that are said, when you carry old offenses, you carry also the ability to be offended again in those areas. When you carry the wounds of something, the stain of something, the defilement of something, you and, and don't allow the blood of Jesus to get rid of it, then you are still an open door for more of it. Okay? So what I'm telling you is that you uh, are attracting the maggot seeds, the, the eggs. You're, you're a dead work in those areas of your soul. And so that's a, a whole feasting that, that can take place. You're, they can smell you. I used to ask. Um, it started me on a, a thing that I'm, I've been. I'm writing it now, actively writing it. But um, it has started me on this understanding. And frankly, um, I have a relative that just kept marrying the same person, different name, different face, sometimes different skin color, but it's the same devil. One calling the, the spouse the devil. I'm talking about the brokenness in each person that drew to one another and continued the same, you know, here you are, you go going new marriage, new hope, everything's beautiful, puffy pink clouds and, and happy stuff, right? Because I got a new boo. But my new boo carries the same kind of spirits as old dude did. Oh, do that, whatever. Okay, the old boo boo, <laughs> and um, and what happened is it wasn't long before you start doing the same stuff. Now, you anybody ever go on a job and say I'm having the same problems with these people that I had with the other people? And the common thing is you. So what's happening is the demonic stains that you, the defilements you're still carrying, 
are attract, they find the people that will, that will work with you to help you to become offended and to help you to become a failure in your assignment. They're assigned to, to, to like flies are attracted to, to, to dead bodies and things, dead carcasses, and they will immediately or within an hour or so, they, or if they can't get in, they can still smell, they will work until they find a way in. But they're determined somebody's gonna have you. <laughs> that's the, that's the, the way the, uh, the, the, the thing works, okay? And so that's the demonic, the, the demonic realm, these random assignments that are like, I'm just assigned to find people that are easy to offend, that still ask the, you know, go to church and, and, and fight the word of God and keep asking, well, what about this? And doesn't God understand that I'm whatever you, your, your stuff is? It's like, did you not connect to the fact that anything that you say that um, blocks the word of God is something you need to get rid of? You need to get rid of it. You need to get over you and those things. And that's what you look in the mirror. You need to get over you. You know, that's what you're doing. You're saying, okay, don't come in here singing, oh, they've been talking old church stuff. You know, how I got over it. Where'd you get over? Well, nothing, but, you know, it was a song they were playing. Lord, don't move the mountain, but give me the strength to climb. Well, that's totally contrary to his word. We'll do a music seminar one day, but not, not today. Our focus today is going to be on the quality of Jesus's blood. Now, we've talked about some of this, and I, as I said, I'm reviewing. We're reviewing. Go to 1 Peter chapter 1, and you're looking at these scriptures. Everybody has a Bible, right? Yes, good. Yay. Yay, you. Okay. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18, and yes, I do know it's on the screen as well, but when you, this is such a beautiful sound, the sound of paper, you know, pages uh, rustling and so forth. First Peter 1, verse 18 says, For you know that you were not redeemed from your vain way of life, inherited from your fathers with perishable things, like silver or gold. You were not bought with silver or gold. God is not a human trafficker. The price he's put on your life is much higher than the price that predators put on you. Predators don't put a price on you because they want you. They want money for you. You are a commodity, but not to God. He said, I bought you out of all that. You were redeemed from the feudal way of life, handed down from your ancestors, not with perishable things such as silver or gold. Well, there. Now, money, 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 money. People be knocking to you all over the head for it and and wheeling and dealing, and I got to get this. Did you hear that the government's going to give you this? And I got this going on. What you trying to get? Baby, I got to get some money. We were laughing the other day because I don't, I did not know, and still don't really know the lyrics. But I was sitting in, um, on Wednesday, I was sitting in the kitchen with um, Minister Al and with Crystal, our administrator, and we were talking about some of this. And I said, you know, I, 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 we had to look the song up. We're not going to do it right now. But I remember that the man kept singing, the best things in life are free. <laughs> he said, but somebody, you can have all of that because I need money. <laughs> That's what I want, okay? I, the other stuff, he said, because basically the best things in life are free, but honey, they ain't gonna do nothing for me or they won't pay my bills and, all, and so forth. I need money, okay? I need me some money. How much they call, how much you give me for him? 
That's a studly black man with a bald head, shiny, and just buff it up and everything. How much you give me for him? Because I'll sell him in a minute. Right? For silver and gold. You think not? Oh, people do it all the time. It's like, he got $500,000. You say you got a million. Babu, I loved you. It was, pre it was precious. See ya. Because I just sold you for, for what I think of as a better price. It's a trade. Undemonic trading floor. Because you just put a price, a, a monetary price, a earthly price on somebody. Feeling this? Yeah. Okay. Maybe you were doing that. Well, what have you done for me lately? You ain't doing nothing. You would do nothing, no nothing. So you nothing to me. I'm going to trade you for what looks better down the street. And then there's another saying that they, that they say in the world. Ready, girl? I'm going to get rid of him because I can do bad all by myself. Yeah. Well, why do you want to do bad at all? <laughs> I've never understood that. I can do bad by myself. I can't. I used to be able to because I was a straight-up heathen. Okay? And it's not even, well, I wasn't as bad as I was a heathen. What you talking about? Degrees of heatheness? Thank <laughs> you. You know, we used to say, no, that, that block over there, nah, you know, they, they mm -mm, nah. They have that rank and file in the prison systems. You know, the kidnappers, the, the bank robbers are like top of the food chain. Murderers are, it depends on who they kill. They're really bad something, something, if they were, you know, just stone cold. But you killed a child, you meet. Right? A rank and file system in the demonic realm. That's the way the demons are. That's all you could get them to do. You ain't nothing. You cheese for my bread. <laughs> do you see what I mean? So you weren't redeemed that way. I, I, I'm just showing you this is the way that the world values lives. You discard a person because they're, because they're lame, because they're sick. I was with them, but he, he got sick and I don't want to take care of that. Bye. Okay, your name don't have to be, you know what, okay? So it's just, see ya, goodbye. We're finished with it. All right, that was for you, Diana. <laughs> um, that's the value they put on you, on you. Your, how your body looks, how, how I used to be with you, but you done aged. <laughs> so I need to have somebody that looks fresh and you don't. So, bye. It's, it happens. Why you think there's so many bald men? Because they knew that they should not be carrying that Caesar laurel wreath around their head. It's better to shave the whole thing and look like you got some cool than to walk with that little half thing and look like. I got a rebuttal over there. <laughs> That's not why I shaved my head. It's like, no, some of y'all shaved it before it happened because you can see it. It's on the way. I ain't got no faith for this because it's hit my vanity. You know, you don't have faith in areas where you're vain. You have 1-800 numbers. <laughs> okay. We get this product and that product and this product and that product. And you don't spend all the money, oh and the products didn't do what they said they were going to do. They only did those on the commercials. 
And now what? You broke and you bald halfway or whatever it happens to be. Okay, really, I guess I'm the comedy actor. <laughs> or you wear wigs for the same reason. That was my reason. I told you that. There's a day that I will show you pictures. There's a day that I won't. Well, I still wear them because I like it. But that was me. It was vanity because hair started disappearing. Too many processes, too much of this, that, and the other. And the chemicals started messing with things. And so I, that, that, that struck me. Man, I was, all I kept thinking is if anybody's standing behind me, there's a bald spot starting to go. And I wasn't shaving my head. So I went the other way. I bought hair. It's the same thing. Do you understand? Why, why, why would I say something like that? Because whether I have hair or not, the price for me is still the same. I could be discarded by somebody in the world that puts a different valuation on what kind of hair I have, what my body size is, what my skin tone is, you know. Um, what my financial, so if you're looking for money, I'm not your girl. It's not that I don't have it. It's that you can't, that ain't, that's never going to be a part of it. Just want to let you know. Okay. Um, I don't even know how to meow. Okay. Anyway, well, you'd be surprised at some of the garbage that comes through sometimes and we just, we, we let it be known. Okay. But what am I saying? There are people in the earth that devalue you. They place a lower price on you. They won't redeem the relationship. They don't want who you are because of what they lack. But they'll tell, it, tell you that it's you. But the blood of Jesus, the Bible says, no, that was a feudal way of life handed down from your ancestors and their ancestors to them. That's the way the world sees each other but he said but you weren't you weren't um done that you weren't redeemed with perishable things such as silver and gold and everything i said even though we were described that's connected to silver and gold he says but you were redeemed you were purchased you were bought you were rescued not with that but with the precious precious say precious, precious. okay and by now you should have done a bit of a word study on that, but again, the precious blood of Jesus. But I want to go back one more time. I, I, I'll do that, sir, with the word of um, redeemed. So again, he's talking, you were not released for a ransom. You were kidnapped, if you will. You were taken away from your place, rightful place. And you were held in a place of bondage. And he says, but you were not liberated, set free. You weren't set free from the prison because of the passing of silver and gold. In fact, bribery did not get you, okay? You were literally, you were released, liberated because the price for you that was paid was greater than the price that they put on you. You with blood, not just any, God's blood. And that's always going to be the way it is, whether you ever allow yourself to walk in that or not. 
So you or me or anybody else that's stuck on the stupid things of life. There's no stupidity in God. Stupid things are demonic. Which is, well, they used to, I, I have problems when you use that word stupid. Because when I was growing up, this is what I was called. You can be delivered from the bondage of a lie. Do you get it? It's like, well... I, I, I just, I get, I'm too sensitive for that. Well, then that's telling me you're still tormented and you're stained and you're defiled. And we can get you free of it. Don't mean that you're so free you run around calling people stupid. Because I'm not calling any person stupid. I'm talking about the stupor, if you will. The state of believing something other than what God said. You got it? So if you're wounded from that kind of thing, today let's put it on your list of things you're going to get rid of. Don't, don't hide behind it. Don't let it stroke you or hit you or pop you upside your head and say, see, I told you. No, say, you know what? Today I'm writing a list of what I'm getting rid of, and I'm putting your name at the top. That's what we do. In, in the kingdom, you find what's not, what doesn't belong. If anybody you walk down in your house, some people walk over things in their house that's on the floor that's not supposed to be there. You're walking down the hall and you see something that doesn't belong. Do you reach down and pick it up and put it where it does belong? Or do you walk by it and, and just go, oh, it ain't bothering anybody right now? Because we can be both. I've done both. And then all of a sudden I'm going, what the heck? You know? And you straighten everything up. So what I'm saying to you is when you want order, then things that are out of order, you will put in order. But when you're satisfied with chaos, you'll let things be where they are. You have to assess that for yourself. The Holy Spirit is talking to you. I don't care if I only get to four slides today. But uh, we'll, we'll get to what we need to, all right? So precious blood, like that of a lamb without defect or spot, that's what you've been redeemed by. That's what sets you free. That's what has ransomed you, taking you out of prison. Blood, not just any blood, precious blood. The quality of that is important, of a lamb without blemish and without spot. I use that as a prayer. Without blemish, without spot, without wrinkle, okay, okay, without spot or wrinkle. Yes, Lord, I take that. Some of y'all caught it. The rest of you, your day will come. <laughs> All right, next one. Heaven sees the blood of Jesus is precious, right? How do you see the blood? Now, you've had that. Anybody started on the homework? I'm going to ask three questions today. Anybody start the homework? One, two, three, four, good. Okay, have you started the homework? Okay. Pardon? No. No. I gave them out. If you raised your hand and didn't get your copy, you have my phone number, right? Right? You know where I live? Okay. So you haven't started your homework. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Anybody else? No, Pastor, we're fine. Okay, so Crystal and I were talking last night because we got a lot of things we're setting up. 
And I was working on PowerPoint. Oh, no, I wasn't working on PowerPoint. I was doing something different last night. And I said to her, oh, okay, because we have to get these things taken care of. I said, I need to call my assistant and see what my assistant is up to. I said, and then I said, what are you doing? Did you get that stuff finished? And then I said, no, not yet, ma'am, but I'll get to it right away. <laughs> Do you have that document I was asking you to type? Oh, no, but it's on the list. I wish you just quit bothering me. Did you say something to me? Oh, no, ma'am. I didn't say anything at all. I just do what you want me to do. I'm my own assistant. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it was, that was just light for nothing, okay? Take the steps for crying out loud and quit sitting up here going, well, you didn't give me this or that or the other. It's like, okay, and your mouth got shut. When we have relationship, step into it. Okay, you got it. When you have a relationship, step into it. Now, I know I have your copy sitting on my desk. So because I remember and we went on the hunt looking for who we were giving what to. So if you didn't get it, um, be like Brother Leo. Step up. Stand up for a minute. Stand up. Stand up. You. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's on the hunt for coffee this morning. There was no hot coffee. Excuse me, Pastor. Do you have any hot coffee? No, sir, I don't. But I tell you what, we'll go put some in the kitchen for you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. We're family. Stop allowing yourself to be separated because that's called, I, I'm going to get my whiteboard, O-F-F-E-N-S-E, -E, or with a C, depending on what version of the Bible because you still have an area where you can be offended. I'm not picking on you, but that's what it is. There's a place in you where you can still be. It's still, it's still, it still has a place. It's a cavity. It's, it's, it's like you walk on this floor here. It's kind of horrible sometimes when we listen to ourselves on the tape, because as long as we stand still, nothing. But as soon as we start walking, you hear the creaking because there are weak places in the, this, these are uh, just uh, risers. They're not, it's not a real floor. It's risers that are covered by a carpet. So as we move, there's an uneven thing un under it, you know? And so you'll hear the creaking of the floor. Well, praise God, the risers are good. If they had been made of a rotted wood and you took a step, we might fall, right? That's what happens on the inside of you. You think that it's been covered over, but because it wasn't dug up and out, you can be walking along and suddenly your foot slips and you'll slide into this place of offense because it wasn't, it wasn't removed. So it'll be something simple. And, and, and it's like, well, no, she wasn't offended. No, she wasn't offended. Um, if she was, she knows to get rid of it. But here's what can happen. That thing's just, well, I'll just sit here and I won't do anything. And then we'll wait for something else to build upon it. And then there'll be another little slight where you were forgotten. You mentioning names and praying. This has happened to her so many times. I, I love to use it. I'll start praying and listing names. It's like, and who else? She'll go, me, Christina. <laughs> me, Christina. Hello, Christina, Christina. You didn't pray for Christina. I need you to learn the name of Christina because her name got, now she'll step up. But because that, because she's like, no, I, I'm in. I want to be included in this. But that memory, oh, yeah, look at how many times they claim to be your friend, but they can't even remember your name when they pray. It's like they call you, oh, yeah, her, right, praise God, her, you know, and do stuff like that. When all of that is in there, something else from another place will come and hit you. 
and that cesspool will come up and it'll say, yeah, not only them, but look at how they treat you over here. They don't remember this. They forgot your name. You didn't get your printout. This happened. They rebuked you publicly. Look at this. They got a criminal record where you can serve. Am I talking to the right people? Yes, you are. I mean, how many of you have that toilet paper list? Well, what did I do to you? Where do you want me to start? This is two ply. Both sides. Both sides. Well, since you asked, let me tell you about it, Leslie. In 19, y'all going to the 1900s? Yeah, 1999. I was, and, and that's how it happened. So just understand that because the blood, and then he'll say, but you can't go to God. To, to do that, um, you can't get help because you're just a mess. But heaven sees that the blood of Jesus is precious, right? And then since that's what heaven sees, that's how you're to see it as well. That's the next slide. And then go on. And so then move again. The blood of Jesus is precious. Now, let's get to this. It is uniquely sourced from the Father. But it had a purpose, I don't have that as a slide, but I want you to understand this precious blood that is uniquely from the father was spilled for a purpose. Put your hand in the air. You're the reason the blood of Jesus was spilled. You got it? Yes. It was on purpose for a purpose, intentional for a purpose. There's a reason that Jesus' blood was spilled. Let's keep going. Okay, uniquely sourced from the Father. And then we say neither Mary nor man had a thing to do with his blood. Why is this important? Because if Mary's blood had anything to do with it, she couldn't be redeemed by it. I got no skin in this game, but I get all the benefits of the wind. Do you understand? God knows what he's doing. And he is not the least bit worried about anything that you are. He's not worried. And um, some people go, I don't even know what you mean by worry. He ain't tripping off of you. You got it? He's not tripping off of anything that's happening in this world. Because he knows who he is. And just as Romans 4 was telling us that Abraham was fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was also able to perform. God is more convinced than Abraham was. Okay? If you've ever, you know, let's say, I, 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 my, I play um, chords on the piano when I'm composing. But you can tell that I don't play fluidly because of how I hit the chords. But when my brother comes and I'm like, okay, we're going to do this chord progression and we're going to do this. When he sits down at the piano and plays, 
He plays those chords with confidence. He knows where his fingers are supposed to go. He knows how to move. He got, he has that ripple effect and all this other stuff. Now, he'll tell you, oh, I'm not that good, which, you know, you just want to hit him, clout him, clout. Clout is a better word. <laughs> clout him. Um, C-L-O-U-T for those of you that are adding to your vocabulary today. Okay. You want to just clout him upside his head because it's like, why? Because I just compared my ability with his ability, which I don't need to do. I just know what my ability is, and I know that he is capable of doing what I need, and he needs to stop comparing his ability with somebody else's. Why? Because practice will get us to be better. It's in his control. It's in my power to play better. It's in his power to play better. It's in your power to do better because it's the power of decision. Not just choice, but decision. You can choose something, but then you've got to decide that this is what you're going to have. People go, oh, I picked this person to marry. I picked this person to be with until their flaws are seen. And then it's like, well, yeah, that was my choice before I saw that his back teeth came out. I wasn't expecting that. I had no grid for that. You know, honeymoon was not what I thought it was going to be. I think this was a mistake. <laughs> One that you solidified. You solidified a covenant. Yeah, but, you know, covenants can be broken. You don't know the ways of royalty. Can you see what we're exposing? We're exposing our flakiness. That's all it is. You know, it's just flakiness. It's like, wow. Uh in comparison to Jesus, in comparison to somebody else, I might have a chance. But in comparison to Jesus, no. That's what we think. Well, no, actually, because of Jesus, we do. Because of what is, this is what his blood did. And it's like, so the confidence in what he said, um, the confidence, I might not have it in this area, but I know somebody that does. I'm supposed to take my weakness and pair it with his strength, put it in connection with the strength of one that can do what I need done so that it gets done. I'm not looking for credit. I'm not looking to build myself. I'm looking to build the kingdom. So you look for someone with the strength to do what you cannot do. Yes. And they don't charge you for it. Not in this sense, because it's paid for. Okay? So I asked how many of you have done the homework and, or have started on it, and that's what. How many of you have read my book? Well, looking for her. She. Lorena <laughs> read it first. Okay, how many? Let me see this again. Okay. How many of you studied out of the book? There's a difference. Mm -hmm. You need to start studying. Why? Because I'm saying the exact same stuff. Apostle Baker put my book along with, I, I feel honored with this, Apostle Dorothy Lee and Apostle Cal Cook's book, Alpha Omega, and her book, It's Supposed to Kill You. When she gives you an assignment like that, you make sure you have all three and get to work. You want to know what I'm reading? You want to know what I'm doing so that you can do what? Get ahead? Don't get ahead. Get, get it in you to get un, in it. Don't try to get ahead of something you don't even know what it is. Get in it. Get in this thing. Let this work. Let this word richly 
in, uh, dwelling you richly. I had people that say, well, I started your book, but I haven't gotten very far. I understand what they mean. It's got a lot of scriptures. It has, and most of them, they'll go, oh, okay, the first Peter one, this one, that one, that one. And they'll just read through what the scriptures are, but don't stop to read the scriptures. What I have to say is great. It is because it's from God. But when, if I or any writer, when any writer tells you this is what the scripture says, then you need to open this book. This book is better. <laughs> Here it is. I said that I do this every single time I minister. I do. This book <laughs> contains what you need that, that any of us that wrote anything that has the truth of the kingdom, we got it from here. If we didn't get it from here, don't read it. Do you understand? Don't take it as truth. It has to come. This is the 66 books that are authorized by heaven to open up gateways and portals and so forth to, of understanding to bring you to. This is the book that the blood was spilled to give. These are the words that we have need of. In order to write a book or create a business or bake a cake or do anything else, there's something in here that is connected to our ability and to everything that pertains to our lives. Your healing is in here. The reason that you're already healed is in here. I don't believe, I'm not believing God for a thing. I'm not. And I'm not going to be believing because the Bible says believe. There's an E on the end, not an I-N-G. You believe and you have believed because he has done. First, it was old, old covenant, what they said, the original. He's going to do these things. But then when the high priest of our faith in our confession of faith said it is finished, then it changed from what was going to happen to what has been accomplished. Finished work of the cross not partially finished. The finished work is why you're healed. They got healed in the old covenant. They had healing was a part of the old covenant and they were able to go to the priest or go and do these things and do the sacrifices and so forth. And there were supernatural miraculous things that happened. But now in this one, the capacity for miracles has increased because exousia and dunamis have been released through the blood of Jesus. You got, I, you will get this. Do the other study. This is, you know what? This is not the time to get all caught up in what's going on in the world. This is the time to get the word on the inside of you so that you can change the things that are happening in the world. This is not the time to be entertained. The minister talked about it today when he said, mm -mm, for the social media and so forth and so on. With my job, social media, I'm, well, I, I have a very, very low uh, presence on, um, on some of those places because I'm, I'm just not interested. I don't, I don't like it. And I, I had to keep repenting on what I was thinking about my own family. So I got off. <laughs> That's the truth. I had relatives, and it's like, oh, you know, that was that kind of thing that you, like you're at a party, and one of your 
uncles or something does the crazy dance and you're just like, oh my God, here we go, right? My own family. And they're doing this thing. Well, there's my family. So I was just like, I, I'm, I sign off. Because I know better than to try to argue with those people. They will argue you down. Strip you of your skin, if need be. They will blister you, and then they'll put your business out there just to shut you up. I know. I remember being vicious. I know them folk in that sense, right? I know that flesh. I don't know them folk because I have to know them after the spirit. And I said, well, then I probably better quit looking at what they say because it's hard to know them after the spirit when they flesh is out there like it is. Right? You better know until you have the strength to be able to handle it, walk away from it. Go back to God and say, I need to be equipped here. Because I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, unless you think you're going to go toe-to-toe with uncle, auntie and them. You know, I know you ain't going to try it with mama. You connecting with this? Is this helping you? Somebody needed that, so it was free. The quality of Jesus' blood is precious. It is spotless. It is untainted. And it is, here it is, filled with the life of God. That's what you got to understand. So when I say I wash myself in the blood, when you say these things, it's like, wow, the life of God is cleansing my mind. The life of God is moving. And this is not a heavy-duty religious thing. It's handling the things that are holy the way they're meant to be handled. And it's freeing you to do this in joy. So if you're very solemn about this stuff, you still got religion. You don't have kingdom. There's a difference in it. You saw the way Jesus never floated through, you know, with, with um, angels singing, ah, every time he spoke, the little circle didn't show up over his head that way. And, um, you know, and he didn't walk around looking like this. He really didn't. So why do we? Oh, because it's the holy things of God. No, it's not. That's the stupidity of religion. Those are the trappings of tradition that never came from God. It's the rules and regulations somebody put on you so that they had time to hide the fact that they were eating candy or drinking from a bottle, drinking, whatever they were doing. It gave him time. Don't come near the, the minister right now because, you know, he was sampling the wine with a shot of whiskey or something, all right? Do you see what I'm saying? A lot of times we create a tradition primarily to cover a sin. It is good. Thank you, Holy Spirit. To cover a sin. Not to walk in holiness. To walk in holiness, you walk with the Holy Spirit. Got me? Okay. So Jesus' blood, his precious blood, is as alive as he is. It was a living Christ that entered into heaven on that day, that moment of time when he entered in and all of heaven was applauding and cheering. The lamb had come to pour his blood on the mercy seat. The triumph of that. The, the fact that it was poured out to give us a place where it legally, we are legally forgiven without the requirement to any more sacrifice bulls or goats on an altar instead of eating it on a barbecue. Now, you don't have to do that 
because this once for all, that's Hebrews chapter 10, that one time for all, he poured that out on them, not a, the blood of a bull, the blood of a sheep, the blood of a goat, never ever was poured on the mercy seat in heaven. But the blood of Yeshua was. And it's not coagulated. It's still speaking. The blood of Jesus has a voice, okay? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 24 tells you that his blood speaks of better things than that of Abel. This is still background. This is still, you know, things of this sort. But now let's get into it. What does his precious blood say? Okay? What does it say? Has anybody listened for the sound of the blood of Jesus in their lives? Are you listening for the sound of the blood? Are you listening for the voice of the blood? When you are dealing with sickness or disease that's trying to come against you or somebody else, are you listening for what the blood is saying? The power-filled voice, the power, what? The dunamis power and the exousia, the authoritative miracle-working power of the blood of Jesus. It's a double power. It's power, power. Even when they say that there's power, Power, I think they're saying there is dunamis and exousia. Wonder work, wonder working power is, is that you know the exousia of God, the, 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 the authoritative miracle working power, and then the dynamite explosive miracle working power of God. There's power in the voice, the blood is speaking. That's what he says. I have the right to speak. Forgiveness. That's one of the, the first things that it, it is saying. I may be getting ahead, but go ahead. The voice of the blood, it speaks. Redeemed. Paid for. Precious. That's what it says. Are you hearing that about yourself? Are you hearing what the blood of Jesus says about your neighbors? Are you hearing what he says about political people or uh, uh, popular people or celebrities or whatever the groupings that people look at and they look up from afar rich people must be better than so no no the blood says redeemed not with the stuff that's going to perish i said it last week you know you bury somebody with they they oh you're going to bury them with all of their their jewels no really they're going to be thieves they're going to come and take that because where they're going or where they're gone to and even where they're going they're gone and they couldn't take it with them it's still here it's not going anywhere except in the pockets of whoever's like oh yeah yeah go ahead and bury them it's not a problem we'll seal the tomb and everything no problem well we are going to seal it but we're going to take what you put in there first. Why? Because, honestly, what you have in the earth is only good in the earth. It's not eternal. So knocking yourself out to get the best car, to get the best this, to get the best looking this, to get this, to get, it's all going to perish. Or rather, not perish. It's all going to be left. And you thinking you got to get the best one, best looking, best price, best this, so that everybody will look at you and talk about how great you are. That's not going to last either. You can keep it as a trophy if you want to, but it's a trophy of a yesterday. This is an eternal thing we're talking about. So how are you valuing your life? 
And how are you valuing other people? Are you still striving right now to go after everything but what God said to go after? It's a good question. Where are you on the inside? You know, um, let me set my alarm too. I'm going to keep myself on track here. Where are you with this? Because I think it's important. I think you need to, to, uh, to understand that maybe you're valuing the wrong stuff. You have people that are, this is a funny one. I, I came across this this week. The money that they have, they think it's all they'll ever have. So they hoard it. But, you know, there's stories of people that hoard things and then they bury them and sometimes because they, they're going to go back and get them. But they, the place that they buried them, Jesus said, don't put your treasures in places where thieves and mobs and things can get in and destroy. And they go back and find out that in, in treasures, uh, if they threw it in a swamp, to hide it, right, that they don't know that there's creatures that live in the swamp that will burrow themselves through. You open it up and you've got a poisonous snake right on top of your treasure and it bites you and you die. It's happened. Um, they'll bury it in the desert. They don't understand the conditions of the desert. And when they open it up, the money that they stole from a bank was rotted. Oh no! These are true. These the the the, the snake one. I don't know so much. I I had actually read that, but I know about the other one. They they've stolen from banks in Arizona desert or whatever it is, and and finally went to, or Las Vegas area went to dig up the treasure. Treasure was no good. You see why? Because what you place such a high value on, you don't understand. You're worth more than that. <coughs> Got it? Okay. Well, maybe some do. You're redeemed from sin. That's what the voice of the blood is saying. The blood of Jesus says you are pronounced clean. Well, pastor, didn't you just talk about us being stained? I did. There's a difference between what has happened with your spirit, which is ever learning, and what your spirit is to then come back and deal with the matters of the soul. You deal with the matters of the mind, the will, and the emotions by, we're always talking about by the word of God. It's by spirit. Only the spirit of God, only the spirit words of God can um, work the redemptive power. The flesh can't do it. Crystal had brought up a, a scripture. I, I, when I listened again to Wednesday night, I was in a flow for something, but she said something that was really powerful. She was asking a question, and I had I was on track with, with, with the answer that was rising in me, but she said something that needed to be connected to it because I said, well, what is the word? We were talking about the word is seed. Seed is the word, what I was going after, but she said it's spirit and life, and that is important because that's what the seed of God is. My, Jesus said my words are spirit, and they are life. What kind of life? The life of God. Spirit words from heaven are life, the life of God, which tells you what? That they are connected to blood. The washing of the water of the word and the blood of Jesus, it's still the same. It's, it's like you're looking at the different qualities. The quality of his blood also produces water. When they pierced him in his side, what came out? Blood and water. 
The water in his body, the water of the word, also went into the earth. He is the word I'm talking about. So the water of the word entered the earth just as the blood of the lamb went into the earth. So the earth is subject once again to the word of God. You get that? Okay. You're going to take this. It's like, Lord, what am I going to do with this? You're going to pray in tongues a lot. That's what you're going to do. You don't get this from intellect. Oh, I knew this. Well, God bless you, but you don't. Quit lying. You don't. Let me ask you a question. How big is God? You think he's bigger than this room? Do you think he's bigger than the whole earth? Well, I'm not sure about that. How big is he? Because he's not, you know, I will tell you on one hand, well, he's as big as you think he is, but not really. He's as big as he is. He's as big as he is. What you think he is, if it don't line up, when you start thinking about how big God is, your eyes should roll back in your head and you should just fall out from a tilt. Like, oh, I can't take it because he's so big. He's vast. He's amazing. That's the truth about who he is. All right. So what am I saying? I'm saying that when you look at who God is and you look at what you're dealing with in a temporal situation versus an eternal God, what is the comparison? There is no comparison. Oh, well, you know, you can't compare apples to oranges. They're both fruit and I eat them. That's all I need to know. I don't try to compare apples with oranges. I just eat them. It's like, why are you even wasting your time with that? Well, you know, because there's this big war of God versus the devil. Not really. Not really. It's de the devil trying to go after the things of God. God looks at Satan like you would look like a, a you know. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> really? Okay. Like a swatter looks at a fly. You were meant for me. <laughs> right to me to me it's that way i'm like I, I i'm just realizing i have there's some some crazy thoughts that i've had that that have been a time waster when i could have been talking to him about how wonderful he is instead of thinking that he don't know what he's doing okay come on even if you're sensitive that's stupid The voice is saying you are pronounced clean. Your spirit is clean. Spirit is clean. The blood of Jesus redeemed you. you when you and I were born from above, that spirit was washed and able to enter into the presence and to be seated in, in him, in the heavenlies. The mind, the will, and the emotions are connected to earth and therefore must come into subjection to word, blood, water, truth. It must come into subjection because this is where the intake is into all of that other stuff. Are you, are you seeing this? This is why it's not a contradiction to say, no, this part has to be clean. I thought we were already, you are, but there's some cleaning to do. When you move into your house prayerfully, your house is clean. And you live your house for five years, it won't look the same as it did the day you moved in. Do you or do you occupy? And it's your clean house, but you've got to clean the house. 
That's what we're talking about. That the spirit washes, uses the elements of spirit, the things from heaven, the elements, the, the giftings, the keys, all these. I'm, I'm mixing too many things, right? Your spirit takes from spirit and uses it to cleanse things of this world to set your mind apart from the way. You have the mind of Christ and the mind of Christ is connected to the blood of Christ. That's where the cleansing comes from in your mind, will, and emotions. To have his, to have that, let this mind be in you. This mind that will allow the blood to, that, had, that it spilled to speak through it to get you set up. Are you, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of uh, taking you a... You are pronounced clean. The mind of Christ gets you to believe it. The mind of Christ is connected to the faith of God. Instead of faith of the world, your mind, natural mind, natural mind is connected to natural things. In order to move into spirit things, your spirit, your natural mind must be connected to your spirit mind, which is the mind of Christ. Thank you, sir. Thank you. You got that. Not really. Okay, good. Pray in tongues right now. Come on, do it. Take it in. Take it in. Okay, stop. I'm going to say it again. Your natural mind is from, from the earth. And so you believe the things that the doctor says. Your natural mind believes what your body tells it. Your natural mind says, oh, I'm getting old. Your natural mind says all the things that the world system and the earth-based uh, earth or demonically influenced world system tells you are true. And then you start to pray in the spirit, connecting with the spirit mind that you have as spirit. I'm spirit and I have a spirit mind, but it's not mine. It is the mind of Christ. And when the mind of Christ is allowed to be released through your speech, you won't say what the earth says. You will say what God said. You caught it this time. The beginnings of this, it's a shift from all things natural into spirit realm into oh wait a minute it only looks impossible because i'm looking at it through the natural so stop let me just close that he i need to see this thing i gotta see this thing like you see this thing so let me sit in you and look at this thing the way you see it not the way they say that it is but let me start speaking to it and telling it what you said instead of it telling me well this is what i am no, this is what you chose to be, but I'm going to tell you what God said. Some of you going to be removed. Some of you going to be broken down. Some of you are going, you belong under my feet and I'm not going to let you tell my feet to, to move out of your way. You will be crushed under it. Some of this is shown you got an attitude about money. You're scared. You don't have enough. Here's my 
$50, $500, $50,000, $500,000, whatever. Here it is. And this, I, I'm, I'm connected. Oh, my soul. Oh, God. To tie. Oh, Jesus. You might be asking me. Oh, boy. I, you know what? I, gotta, I, I have a problem. I have an idolatry issue. Red alert. Red alert. Call for the blood. I got an idolatry issue. I got to have my sugar. I got an idolatry issue. I've got to have me a. <clears throat> I got an idolatry issue. Oh, y'all y'all spoke grunt, huh? You can't speak. You can't interpret tongues, but you can interpret that. Well, don't be pretending with me no more. Oh, I don't understand what she said. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, you do. Okay. I got an idolatry issue. Excuse me. Um, I just can't get that man out of my hair. I got an idolatry issue. I just can't get over what happened to me. I got an idolatry issue. How you going to call being a victim an idolatry issue? I'm addicted to being a victim. I just love the attention I get when I move in my sense of entitlement. Oh, no, she didn't. Well, you did. I got an idolatry issue because I keep putting other things on the throne before God's power. I'm not letting the blood speak. I'm still associating myself with the stains of the world. But you've been pronounced clean. Yeah, I know I've been pronounced clean, but I just don't feel clean. Or would you like us to wash you with the blood? Oh, no need to go to extremes. I'm just going to go through counseling. You counseling with Apostle Baker? No, I found a coupon on Groupon. They use crystals and chakras and cons and everything else. Some of y'all catch that. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna work through it. It may take a few years, but I know ultimately this is going to be good for me. How about we send you into shock therapy, shock the devil, and just get him out? Well, I'm not quite sure. I, I, I think it would be too much of a, oh, I think, if, you know, I'm just overwhelmed right now. Just think about it. And that's because the demon in the demon realm, this uh, other little thing has just shown up over and it's going, it's going to be all right. You'll be all right. You know, why? Because the fire of God has started. He's like, no, let's put that out. Let's put that out. Let's put that out. Let's put it. This fans it into flame, fool. <laughs> See, the devil don't know that. <laughs> put the fire out. Put the fire out. No, keep on doing that. Keep on doing that. Keep on fanning them today. Keep on fanning them today. Because the fire is about to be lit. Thank you, Jesus. See what I mean? Because some of you are just like, wait a minute. You know what? You just popped out all of a sudden like you're just born. You're like, I think I see something. I think I see something. Wait a minute. You know, that's awful feeling when you've been robbed and you realize it. The Bible says if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. That's what that is. You're pronounced clean. Knowing, he said, again, that we're not redeemed. This is where also 1 Peter 1.19, you are 
redeemed from sin. You are pronounced clean because you are worth precious blood to God. Does it start to come together for you now? Okay. Go on. You are eternally. This is what the voice of the, the power-filled voice of the blood says. Eternally. Eternally, it says this. It's never going, you can't shut it up. You can't stop his blood from saying this because it's a testimony. The blood testifies about itself. It testifies that you and I, we are eternally and continually washed from the defilements of sin. From the defilement, continually washed. That's where I'm talking about the soul. Not your spirit. You're born from above part. This is the scriptural thing, working out your salvation, getting these things out of your life so that your salvation has preeminence, so that your sozo, so that your soteria, so that it has preeminence in your life. You working this stuff out. I mean, I'm getting this stuff out. That's what he's talking about. I'm going to, we going to work this like dough. We're going to get every bit of this stuff out and get every misshapen, misbegotten thing, every little Klingon that wants to stick around is going to lose its grip because of the blood of Jesus. Okay, you think this is what I need, but did he say that it's what you need? Because if you think you need it and God doesn't supply it, because it's not something that he has, then why would you need it? Why do you need to be sick? Why do you need to be broke? Because the government will help you? Well, I agree with you. It's just the, it's the right attitude towards the wrong government. My help comes from the kingdom of God, the governing system of heaven. I need my government's assistance. I'm on governmental assistance, but it's the kingdom of God's assistance. It's not the home governmental welfare system. It's the kingdom system so that I fare well. Farewell and farewell, two spellings. It is, two spellings, farewell, one word, farewell, F-A-R-E-W-E-L-L, and then I am well, fair, welfare, W-E-L-F-A-R-E, right, welfare, one L, farewell, F-A-R-E-W-E-L-L. See, they take the words, they take something out, because they, they don't have everything we've got, so they'll spell a word such as that, twist it around and give you a meaning that says you are subject to us. Whereas the kingdom of God says, I want you to fare well in all your endeavors. The world always does it. They try to take God's words, twist them, and they always leave something out. The substance, the life substance of the flesh is in the blood. That's Leviticus 17, 11. And we looked at this and we talked about it. And I'm, I'm not even going to try to finish all of this, okay? 
But it said that the life substance of the flesh is in the blood. This is Leviticus 17, 11, because the life of the flesh is in the blood. Meaning what? And that was the question. Go on. That blood is housed in a body. You got this part. Blood is housed in the body. Everybody knows that. I mean, you already know that. You know that your body has blood. But let's look at the elements of it. This blood, this life is housed in blood. So there is this blood and it, it's in the body. And when God blew his breath, Okay, when he blew his breath, go to the next one. He put his life force, his breath, he put it in the blood. It's like you're looking and you put, you have this whole body and he's put in it veins and this and that and the heart and so forth. He's given us all of these things that are in our body, right? The brain, the, the different parts of the brain, the different eye, parts of the eye, all the muscles, all the this, the ligaments, the joints and so forth. And he put blood in that body too. Now the body had all of these things but it was missing something, life. He created this body, mind, will, emotions, ligaments, joints, etc. And it even had blood in it, but it was missing life. There was no life. So he says, all right, I'm gonna blow breath into it, but I'm gonna put it in the blood. I'm gonna put my life force in the blood that's in your body. So if you, you know, if you ever notice this, take your temperature when you're, when you are out of breath or something like that, they want to take your temperature. Why? Because your blood level has elevated. Life is in blood. So here we've got this beautiful piece, right? Mm -hmm. And so in this, I'm not going to, I can't take this off, but in this, there's all kinds, there's the water or the oil or whatever is in here. Now, you, you've got all that in there, but it's missing something. It's all closed up. And it's like, but I've got to put something in here to get this to do what I want it to do. So what did he do? He's like, it has blood. Wow, they have blood. They have a body. They have mind. They have will. But he's still laying there. And suddenly, he's awake. And he's moving and he's all these other things because he's been crowned. He's had all this royalty that's there, but royalty in the kingdom comes from the life of God. So I've got you crowned with glory and honor and I've given you life. So now you can move and reign in this earth with me in you doing the work. Are we okay? Okay, I've got a few more minutes and then we're going to uh, get ready for, to receive communion. Okay. Neither man nor Satan can create or manufacture life because neither man nor the devil can duplicate the original blood of, uh, breath of God. You can't fake this, okay? You can't fake this. You got it? When life, when the breath uh, departs from the bloodstream, you know the person dies. I used to say it this way. God exhaled, so life is in you. But when he inhales, his breath comes back to him. As long as there is breath in my body. How many people have ever said that? As long as there is breath in my body. They're speaking very truly. 
I'm just telling you where to find it. And they can't really do it. You know, it's like, well, how would I find your breath? They do stethoscopes and this, and, you know, we'll do things in the cold, you know, stuff like that. That just says that you're living. But this is a spirit force that we're talking about. Because God is spirit, a spirit. He blew spirit into your blood. It's spirit. How do I know? Well, think about it. When breath departs, suke, um, when it or pneuma, forgive me, when pneuma departs, well, if you look in your Greek, in your Bible, the word spirit is always de uh, defined pneuma. So pneuma is breath. So when spirit departs, what am I telling you? This is awesome. He made this man. He made a container for him. And then he put the part in man that was connected to himself. Spirit. Breath is spirit. That's what I'm talking about. So he blew spirit. Our spirit went into that body that he prepared for him. That's the body that your spirit's going to live in. Now I'm blowing the true you into it. So when the true you, when, when, when it's time, when the true you departs from this, the house is empty. And even though there's still blood in it, it's not going to be there long. But when you left your house, your house was empty. Are you, can you catch this now? If I say it that way, you, you, me, us, the true us was placed in the blood. Wow. How awesome is that? We are in blood. And then the blood of Jesus has redeemed us from the, from the sin that the earth blood got caught up in. Some of you are looking at me like, this is what I see. And I think you're all so cute. I, I think you're very cute, but this is what I see. And I mean, we're not even doing one of those things where I got those virtual pictures of people that are showing up. Okay. Okay. But I mean, you're all spaced out and all, but you know, I've got all these little cute, but this is what I see on every single face. And so if you don't think you look alike, you're wrong. So your spirit is, your, it's your spirit. It's your spirit. When your spirit departs. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. It's all right. We're going to stop here. We're going to go ahead and get ready for communion. Um, this is where I'll pick up <laughs> on Wednesday. Um, when life breath when spirit departs from the bloodstream, from the body, period, the person dies. You are spirit. Yeah, everybody knows that. We are spirit. We have a soul. And we are abiding in the earth in a body. But when we leave, when the end of life comes on earth, our eternal self departs from the temporary self to move into the eternal place, whether up or down. It happens to everybody. People that try to cryo, cryogenics and preserve their body. You go ahead and start serving. To preserve their bodies, 
found out that it, I guess it was fine they left their money there because they couldn't take it with them. But they did find out you're not going to get to go back. I pray that they find out before they leave so they go to the right destination. Man does not have the ability to resurrect anybody without the power of the blood of Jesus because his voice is the voice that tells us to get up. I think that's about all we can take today. <laughs> so I'm going to stop. Mm -hmm. You want the scratchy uh, tape that we got off of the phone so that you can listen to the other part of this? Does anybody, y'all want that? You want that? How many of you want it? The scratchy tape, it's the one that I ministered when we ministered this last week. Different place. I came from a different place. So you, you kind of want both. And we took it off because I, we just made, I made some mistake. It was me. It's, a, it's my fault. Um, but um, we try not to mention names too often. And when we were praying for someone and I mentioned their name, that's why we ended up. We were trying to edit it, but I flubbed it. So um, it just crashed and burned. So what we have is the free conference version, which means you kind of have it, but it's not great quality. And so it's kind of, I, I need to listen to it before I say that we're going to do it. But otherwise, we're just, maybe we'll just, I don't know. I might just transcribe it. I don't know. But it's all right. Even if I don't do it, I'll keep teaching it until you get it. I'm not going to let go of this. I'm going for the kill. Okay, this is a side of me you don't know. This is not after the flesh. This is after the spirit. But this is an active battle for this body, for every person to become what we've been called to be. We're getting rid of every facade. You can go ahead and start lining up and taking, um, to, you know, those of you that are going to do that. We're going to get rid of, thank you, every facade every fake thing, every lie and deception that you have believed about yourself and about others. And I'm sowing this seed today for the miraculous to take place in the lives of every person that is connected to this ministry, whether it be healing, whether it be finances, whatever it is, really it's healing and breakthrough and wholeness. I am sowing this seed for the miraculous to be seen, the truth to be seen in our lives in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Christine, are you telling me this is mine? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I want to remind you next week. Wow. Wow, God. What do I want? Let me do. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Chris, go to the communion scripture. Um, let me slide. And I do know. 
that for me, I'm going to start, I have to say it out loud, that I will start where we are right where I was. Um, when life, when spirit departs from the bloodstream, the person dies. That's going to be pretty much where I pick up on Wednesday. Okay. Okay. I might not have it. Okay. I want to do something here. Let me see. Arena, come up here, please. And Diana. Yes, you. You know, it's kind of funny because you call people's names and when their, uh, their name's not called and they don't know what it's for, people are like, glad it wasn't me. <laughs> exactly. Right? Okay. Yeah. Is this one not? We're good with this one. We're fine. Okay. Here's the thing. We've been teaching about this. Okay. You see, you both see this right here. Okay. All right. Now the scripture that we've been looking at, for those of you, we're, we're, we've been um, talking about this out of, uh, where am I? I think right about here. Second Corinthians chapter four, we've been talking about how we're always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Hold up the bread. That's the dying. Hold up the bread. That's the dying. Okay? You understand this is the dying. And then hold up the cup. That's the life. Okay? You carry about in your body through communion the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the life of the body, and you drink the cup that the life of the body may, or the life that... um of Jesus might also be made, the truth of that will be made seen. This might be, be made manifest in our body. So the truth of the blood, the truth of his dying and the truth of his blood, the truth of his dying and the truth of his life in you means that healing manifests, the truth that you're healed, the truth that you're whole. All these things happen. Now I ask these two to come up because I'd like them to explain to you what I just said. <laughs> so y'all looking at me like hmm I'll let them explain it when do talk about it just tell them sure <laughs> took it okay I, I'm gonna be honest my first excuse was going to be I don't have my glasses but you now that I know I don't anything. have to read <laughs> nice try though what I'm my takeaway is what the blood has been about all this time, but I never really saw it. I never really grasped it, and I never made it applicable in my life. There's a power that... I had all along, but I didn't see until, now I'm going to start crying, <laughs> that I didn't see until this teaching began. So not only are my eyes open, but the desire to want to know more about the blood so that I can walk in the power 
that I was created for and be able to manifest what it is that God has for me to do here in the earth um, is probably, no, I'm not going to say probably, it is definitely something that I want to strive for now. Um, I've been kind of cruising, <laughs> um, and that's through nobody's fault but my own, just because I just was cruising. But knowing that this has been available to me all along, first of all, I wanted to kick myself, but then second of all, I said, no, it was something that I needed to hear. And so I'm grateful that in this house, I'm learning that there's something so much bigger and so much more powerful that I can latch on to and make it work here in the earth. I like that. That was really good. Stay oh, good. thank you. It was honest. It was, it was honest. honest. That's awesome. Oh, hold on. You go first. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> uh, what I get from it is kind of in line what she says. It's like it's so easy to take it for granted, especially if you have been in the church a while or raised in the church, like I like to say, born in the church. Um, so, yeah, you think you know. It's like, oh, yeah, it's communion. We take the body, we take the blood. Jesus died on the cross for us and blah, blah, blah. And if you have that attitude, then you ain't getting anything. Like, um, But this scripture, I love it. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. And that like sums up, I think, the whole point of living in the kingdom. We are living so that his life force, the spirit of God can live in us in our bodies and the whole point of everything that he did being born in the earth and the way it was done, I love that revelation that Mary's blood wasn't in it but it was all God because that's what gives it more power and yeah I could go on <laughs> I think there's so much to it and it's cool because I didn't know well I didn't know and now it's cool because it's like, as I'm talking, it's like I didn't know it was in me to come out. So, yeah. That's awesome. Wow. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Okay, finish it. <laughs> These people want to eat, so you go ahead and take them through. Coming up, I want you to go ahead and lead us through. Go ahead and take it. This is Minister Jerry Foster, the man that will be licensed. And I'm so excited about that. Praise God. Go ahead. So uh, we've heard the word, and uh, now we're going to partake with the new knowledge that we have. Right. So take the bread, eat the bread, and take the blood, and drink the blood. <laughs> Chewing's okay. Smacking's not. <laughs> Go for it. What a renewed sense of knowledge. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Neil. 
Praise God. You all go ahead and sit down. We're almost done. Um, I, I love that. They were not told in advance that they would be called upon. I didn't know. I was going to call on anybody. But I think that two things that I saw there that I, I personally choose to take, what I learned from Diana, stay honest. And admit, hey, I was going to make excuses, but you know what? Since they're gone, let's go ahead. And then she changed something about her. She said, probably, and then she went from choosing to decision to stay honest, to stay transparent. And, and, and it, that's how, you, it's not saying I don't care what people think that shows that you don't care what people think. It's doing, it's being authentic to who you are that frees you from what people think. It's not caring about what people think about you. It's being free of what people think. So we've been looking at it on the surface level, not from the spirit level. You're free. The blood says you're free from the opinions of others, not the fact that people won't have opinions, but you're free to operate in the liberty of what the blood has provided and to stop being ugly. Because all of those are always self-defense mechanisms. Are you with me? The blood of Jesus, what it does is it starts, when we let it have its power, its work in us, we start to be free from all of the ways that we have been that are hindering us from moving forward. Some people might wonder, well, you know, why did this one... Um, Minister Dury is one of the ones that came in after a lot of you veterans... And um, he, he appears to just be moving forward. No, it's, it's really making the changes that are required. And some folks are still stubborn about that. Well, you stay stubborn if you want. And you know what else? You stay unelevated. It's up to you. It's, it's really that simple. It's like my decisions of my own life. And Arena comes and she says, and she starts to speak. She's also being transparent. And what else does she say? As she spoke about it, she found out what was in her. You don't get, you know, you study, you study, you study, but you never tell anybody. Then you don't release. And if you don't release, you don't receive. It's not just finances. You want more finances. You don't hoard. You release in the kingdom. You want more understanding and knowledge than you release what he said. And when I say release, it's not just tell somebody else. It's demonstrate the change, the word has said. So the voice of the blood of Jesus, we're, next week, we'll, um, I want you to take me back, please. Um, this, the one that we looked at, that it said, when life or breath departs from the bloodstream, the person dies. But the slide that's after that is the one I want us to, to I want to leave in your eyes. That resurrection power is only available through the life of God. Well, when we take that cup and we take that, uh, or take that body and we take that cup, we're taking in resurrection life, dying and then living, laid down and raised up. You've just received, an, a, a, again, activated, if you will, the resurrection power, the authority. See, the voice is speaking, the voice of his blood is speaking in you now. 
because you had this union in common with him. And we had it with one another. Your words that you speak over each other and to one another and to others out there, what do you want to raise up in their lives? Because you have been commissioned by God to release the words of the kingdom. You're going to have to swallow you swallowed the, 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 the communion cracker. You swallowed it. You're going to have to swallow. And you're going to have to release. You got to let this word change you this week. Do what the minister said. Release the truth. And watch the miracles. The seed's been sown for miracles. You can sow seeds too if you want. Come on and pray because I see we've got about one minute left. Offerings. I'm going to raise those up. Um, come on, Danny boy, you're looking cute. He is, he's looking very good. You've been fasting for real, huh? Yes, I can actually. <laughs> you kind of got that marine vibe going now. Yeah, don't walk in front of the cameras, what they're saying. You are pretty, but don't do that. Okay. Danny is pretty. Okay, we're going to go over about two minutes, but Danny is pretty. Yeah, we started a few minutes late, so we're still on schedule. I right, just hold that up. Okay. Go ahead. Just talk, sweetie. Just step on in, step in, step in, and just talk. There you go. Father, as we thank you, Father, for this morning, Father, we praise you and honor you for this time, dear Lord. Father in heaven, I pray that you bless these offerings, dear Lord. Father, as we seed into your kingdom, Father in heaven, I pray that you bless the hearts of your children, Father God. I pray, Father in heaven, that as we just continue to go out and fast and to seek your will, Father God, that seed will sprout up in and around us, Father God. So, Father, we praise you and honor you for this time. We give you all the glory and all the virtue of Amen. I want to thank everyone for joining us. Thank you so much. Um, Apostle Baker will is expected back next Sunday. I'm not going to tell you what's going to happen because I don't know. I do know that, as we said, there is um, um, we're going to release more of the love of God, and we're going to talk about that in whichever session I teach. But we're also going to be licensing. Um, this is the first license, and you all get to, to kind of watch um, the procedure because we go through steps. Licensing is a thing of man. It's not, it's not what God does, per se, but in the preparation for ministry, this is exciting to me because our man of God here has just taken a leap to go to the next level. And he, that means forging a path for the rest of you as well. So you encourage, you pray for him this week as you pray one for another. And those of you that are not on a prayer call this week, when I hear who is on the calls, because they always tell us who was on a prayer call on Wednesday, I expect to hear your names. If you don't know which call, you need to go talk to Crystal and find out what is available. But I expect to hear that your names, and, and because it's Wednesday and the other ones, you may not make the cycle if you're doing earlier, but you don't have an excuse. So stop making them, please. Get us into alignment with who we are. And none of us is exempt from being on calls. You understand that? 
Okay, you all say you understand it. And so I'm saying to you, that's part of praying one for another because we're free of judgment from the demonic because, it's, well, they're out of order. No, you won't be out of order. You will get on a call and you will do the things that God says. If you don't have anything to pray, you pray in tongues the whole time. Just do that. That in and of itself is a very powerful thing. I'm going to say goodbye to you um, that are watching us online because I got one more thing to say, and it's in-house. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you on Tuesday uh, for the uh, Really Telling It Like It Is with Apostle Baker, Wednesday for uh, Kingdom Conversations, and then next Sunday, 945, and 1145 for Biblical Solutions for Life. We release the uh, love of God, and we thank you so much for joining us. Bye-bye.